right, episode 88 with Kent Johns, Christine Dietrich, Max Henry. Bit of a crew. Really, really good to have everyone on. Thank you guys for listening. I can't say enough good things about all these people that were in my living room talking to me. So um, thank you for all to all three of them. Kent's, you know, obviously the founder of Unparalleled Movement in Missoula, Montana. They unfortunately had to shut down complications with the coronavirus. However, they're carrying the momentum and the steam they've been building with that you know, incredible brand forward into a lot of other great projects. They make really great videos and content. They've made some amazing tutorials. Uh, Kent's just an amazing mind for parkour. He's all three, you know, Max, Christine, they're Kent. They're all amazing athletes as well. You need to be following. And uh, Kent hosts Method Parkour Podcast, which is doing just really, really great, great conversations with some great athletes and just talking about some of the topics that you'll never hear anywhere else. And so I really appreciate um, everything that they're doing, everything Kent's doing, that they came on the podcast. <clears throat> Let's see. We talk about, you know, some of the Black Lives Matter protests a little bit, although I think they went real deep on an episode before that they've recorded for Method, and so we didn't try to get too deep on it. And also I have Daryl Stingley coming on to talk more about that on the next episode of this podcast. And Daryl just appeared on Method as well. So if you want to get a little more insight into that topic, I would recommend those two things. One of them's already out. One, another one's coming up. Um, so we talk about just, you know, futures of parkour and just friendship. You know, we haven't caught up in a while. It was really good to see these guys. The last time we were in the same room together actually was on the last recording of the very, like, end episode of the first this is complicated as fuck but height drops had some ups and downs and the first kind of like down it had where we stopped recording <laughs> was the last episode was with all these guys and Vinny and some other people so um it was really good to kind of catch up and pick up where we left off in a way so much love to everyone crazy world enjoy this episode we'll see you guys soon it's like okay so you guys did a water is god line which is like I'm not like not a fan, but also is it an April Fool's joke? Because it is April first. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, they didn't really. Did they explain the water is God? It's just been like a it's running just, like, joke a meme in it's their just, videos. Yeah. yeah, really. I don't know where it originated from, but it um, it's you just yeah, it's been referenced for a couple of years at least. I feel like yeah, I'm kind of a fan. I think it's at least. I mean, at least it's it, it's something that's not like I don't know. It's any sort of like and i don't use cultural diversity in parkour but it's like not like i jump on rails it's like something yeah you know <laughs> i thought that the long sleeve sweatshirt was dope I the like kind of gray yeah the, that one was really cool we both liked that one we we're like oh gonna hop on that and literally went the next day like april 2nd and it was sold out in like large and medium Fuck. I was like, well i wonder if they're gonna restock that because that's like that was the one shirt i wanted from that set yeah also like all their stuff's always either just like black with like weird logos that don't match my style or it's really light and i know i'm gonna get coffee stains on it yeah and i'm like oh, i don't want to spend like 60 dollars with shipping to get stuff they do like stained. more more abstract stuff than anyone else does everyone else is like here is some text and i'm the most like <laughs> yeah you- i'm the biggest culprit of that <laughs> so 
I want to use that imprint or like the shipping fulfillment service. Like I don't have to do anything. Oh yeah, just like, drop, drop shit. Ship. shit. Is yeah. that what you do? No. I, I no. just like that's the only thing I could even <clears throat> think of right now that would work I, for my op operation. On it, yeah, honestly, much. like I can't really be super bothered just because I think I'm still emotionally recovering from everything yeah. that's been happening. So I just can't be bothered to do any of that shit. The way we're actually going to go in the next few months is Susie now has like a big fat sewing machine mm -hmm. and just got an embroidery machine. Mm, so we're going to do, we're going to do everything in-house custom and then do like I very, can't. very limited drops, like, like quantities of like 10 Yeah, and then do like monthly drop of like one item at like a premium ish price. And then, like, if you really like that product, snatch it up. Next month, something new, and we'll never make it again. So that, like, because you go to a jam and everyone has the same three goddamn shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Dude. if we can make, like, a lot of different pieces that a few people have, like, there's a bit more diversity and people can feel, like, a little more attached to them, I think. That's kind of what Scoochie does. Yeah. I don't know, like, they're also one Broom. where, like, Scoochip sticks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah like, yeah. Sasha Chevo. I was going to say, Bruman is doing the same thing, too, aren't they? Where they're doing like one off pieces. Oh, yeah, pieces, I remember that. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know, like patchwork pieces together. Really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I like that a lot because it is cool. It's got a lot of like, like character. A five sweater run, which I ended up ordering because I've always wanted to support them, but they're the same where like everything that they make looks like if you wear it and you're like a coach or like a gym teacher or you're just into that like old school parkour style, it's like yeah. cool. But I'm not any, like none of it fits my style at all. And then they made these pretty dope like half silk half wool sweaters and it was just like custom they're making 10 total and i was like yeah it's yeah, kind of cool right, sick yeah that's cool yeah i think we're just going to be pretty experimental for the next year or so and then be like cool this worked well or like i liked this more and then kind of yeah maybe ramp up from there we'll see what happens but you know i don't know where to start I, I had no idea if we have started. <laughs> well, I just started recording just so I'd have us like if we like jumped into it. I'm like, all right, we're ready. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, I'm like, I wonder where, you know, to begin. Obviously, like you said, there's so much crazy shit that's been going on. Yeah. We've caught up with you if you've listened to your podcast already. But I mean, it's actually one of the first times I've sat down with like a bunch of people. And just like so, chatted. Chatted yeah. about the <clears throat> state of affairs. I guess everyone's like kind of made their thing online, you know, clear of like where they stand. So, yeah. but I don't know. Do you I don't guys know have any like new thoughts or like anything to like say? Christine and I went off on <laughs> method last night for like an hour. Like we which, didn't, we didn't, I don't think we said the word parkour to like an hour 22 or something like that. <laughs> which really? I'm yeah. hoping is not actually in it. Cause it was just like, we were like, let's just vent yeah, for like, well, like an we, hour to we got Yeah. We got to like minute 20 and like it's starting to go that way and then Christine goes wait how political can I get and I went just fucking do it yeah. and then the next 45 minutes was just just rant yeah and then and after an hour in we're like actually started talking about parkour and like actually had a good podcast yeah. conversation and I was like we just and Ken cuts us off like we it's been two hours we need to be done yeah like <laughs> I saw it take over two hours good. I'm like this I want to go to bed <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait to listen to that. Now. Yeah, you'll you'll need to do like a limited release of the full thing for anyone, and then like just the actual episode can just be the second half. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but, I'll do like like prime cut of like the last hour, and then I'll still release the full thing. Yeah, for the other. See, the prime cut for me is everything but the parkour. I feel like I want to know yeah. the rant. Yeah, that's pretty much what Don't, you'd expect. You know, it's, it's, nothing. 
don't don't be shitty person. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It. Yeah, man, it's been really wild to see everyone's point of view, but also everyone's like lack of awareness. From you know, I haven't really said much, but just because I'm still like soaking it in and just being like, I'm just surprised a lot of things that are happening still. Yeah, and I'm just it's just weird that people are using it as an excuse to justify like a position that is just like so not the point. That's like the only thing that I haven't really seen discussed as much. It's just like, why is this? I mean, I have, but you know, just why is everyone just trying to justify their position? I just don't get the defensiveness and the weirdness that comes through. We, we talked about this a little bit last night, so I don't want to go like super hard into it, but yeah. Um, my take on that is that I think people are trying to find a, an out for potentially being wrong. Um, and would rather find some sort of defense rather than uh, maybe admitting that, oh, I am wrong and my opinion can change. It's more like, ah, but what about this part about this person? Like, they deserved it because of this or like X, Y, Z to kind of be like, I don't really have to look into myself and figure out why I feel this way or why I might be wrong. And like, that's something that I've dealt with for the past few years as um someone who has gone vegan and that's a parallel that i've noticed a lot is instead of people being willing to open up and have that conversation and be like maybe my stance is wrong or maybe i can think about it differently it's more like and can't give up cheese i'm not gonna (laughs) like consider what you have to say and i think it's a totally different level and i think even more visceral so i think people are going to be even more heated about it but i think that's um not the only reason why but i think a lot of people who might be actually like moderately intelligent and could have okay points of view who don't or were raised to not Mm. um that can a lot of times factor into why they're just unwilling to like really listen to anything that might change their mind yeah i think that's really on point yeah because that's kind of the only thing that you can do it feels like when it comes down to it it's like it sort of comes i mean if you're a legislator it's maybe a different story if you're yeah you know it's like you have to kind of do that work inwardly and then make a change like that's the only thing you can do you're like all right i live in this world what am i going to do about it yeah or am i just going to feel am i going to just try to justify my position like that i don't have to do anything so anyhow you go to any of the protests in denver um i went to i didn't go to like the scheduled um event i was just there um just to see what you know just to kind of like read the the pulse of like the streets i guess a little bit in denver and and yeah it just it was tense, but it was also not really. Um, it was just something I still haven't. I guess I'm still processing it. You know, it's just weird, surreal to see the streets of Denver boarded up and you know people screaming. There was a little bit of like animosity between certain groups for them, and then there was people just you know jumping rope and were there something um, out of it. And were there any counter protesters? No, I did see one homeless lady that was just like beyond like uh i don't know what to say you know it just felt really pity uh, like a lot of pity for her she was like yeah. screaming at this other black woman and saying horrible things and it was just like it was like almost everyone was just like damn that's like like you could have just gotten violent and just like beat the shit out of this lady i guess is kind of the the um the visceral response is like yeah. someone, someone hurt this person because she's saying such hurtful things but Everyone was just kind of like, damn, this poor... This person's poor, probably hurting inside. Poor, and like, poor person. Yeah. To say something. I don't know. It was just really strange. That w- that was, like, burned in my memory the that, most. That was, yeah. like, almost, as I was leaving, I was like, hmm, this is... 
very strange but what about you guys no i didn't go to any of them mm. i was working a lot during the time and then it was just like yeah i feel i definitely just like felt weird about what i would do there because i'm not like a very like I'm not like an in-your-face passionate person with my beliefs, but mm -hmm. I will be in-your-face and like passionate with my beliefs in other forms, like in written forms and stuff. So I've kind of been like lining up a bunch of stuff like within the parkour community and with friends that are that's going to be kind of like coming out in the next couple weeks or months. Yeah, I'm really that's excited like for written that. and like a little bit more like well thought out, which is kind of more like my personality. Yeah, um, and it's the same thing with like like Sarah Green like Christian's wife like goes to all these like animal rights things and like climate things and it's yeah. just like I always am uncomfortable in public situations and I was definitely struggling I'm like man it's like not it's such a privileged place to come to for me like well I'm not going to do this because I'm it makes me uncomfortable to like deal with large groups of people but also it's like with the pandemic and with like there's just like so many excuses that like went into it yeah um but I just kind of like got to the point where I was like, I don't really think that me being there other than just being like a shield essentially is going to do anything nearly as productive as I can do by like putting my time into speaking to the people that I care about and like, like hopefully helping get their perspective heard and appreciated with like the platform that I have. So mm -hmm. that was kind of like the route that I ended up going and then just, keeping an eye on things like through social media and stuff yeah yeah i appreciate it i think and putting in my vote which we ranted about yesterday oh, yeah <laughs> there's a big voting voting rant yeah <laughs> but, but yeah the reason i asked about counter protesters is because there were like some militia groups that came out in missoula i heard about I that on npr that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it was like kind of tense honestly they had like ars and stuff right yeah. just like yeah and then the there's streets. This, there was this whole like weird um narrative of like some people were saying that some of them were there to protect the protesters and i don't know because these things happened on different days i don't know how much of that is true or what the whole thing was but like there were at points like it was like one of missoula's downtown streets so we had all the protesters on the side of the courthouse and then like across the street were like a bunch of like militant like ar with three clips toting like yeah yeah it that was, was like, like right when trump was tweeting all the stuff about like antifa sending busloads mm -hmm. of protesters to like militarize this yeah yeah because they they interviewed one of the guys and they're like this is so and so from missoula montana and people were wondering why he's walking around with like a semi-automatic assault rifle and he's just like well i'm not gonna if people are coming to a gunfight i'm not gonna be the one without a gun like i need to be able to like, protect <laughs> everybody and all the protesters are just like this is no, cardboard. we don't feel more comfortable with people who have no training and are just stoked to carry assault weapons come yeah. to a protest that they disagree with. Like, yeah. That does not make me feel safer in yeah. any way. I also just... AKA the police. Yeah, that's not... I mean, yeah. not <laughs> no, totally. Like... Yeah. No one... Um, no one needs an assault rifle. Like... No. You, you're not going to come tell me, oh, I need it for protection oh i needed to go hunting you you're not going to go hunting with an assault rifle that's not you've missed the point of hunting yeah. if that's your if that's your stance no yeah. no civilian needs an assault rifle i know that like there's 
a whole bunch of like really like people i really respect and admire are hunters that own guns that really believe in like certain rights and certain you know they have the argument laid out for for why assault weapons and you know how they're not really that much different than a handgun they're basically just a handgun with a longer barrel and blah 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 um but yeah i think that's really i don't know why it comes down to this like yeah that's like the gray area it's like all right there's always a border between these two opposing viewpoints right and the border right now is assault weapons yay or nay yeah well i think it's one of those things where as americans we know we're not gonna get any sort of like really really strong gun reform Mm. so i think anything that people can take and i think assault weapons is the most likely thing that would actually get um taken away yeah and then on the other side i think that that um you know second amendment rights like activists uh, think that if this goes then yeah. everything else is going yeah. to follow as well cascade yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like i mean it, i think go ahead it became fully clear that we were not going to reform gun rights in america when an elementary school was shot up like yeah in I'm every sorry, other country shot up kindergartners we're not reforming our gun and we just said oh like hopes and prayers it wasn't going to get reformed no it's not and like in essentially any other you know first world country if that would have happened there would have been gun reform overnight like that's what's so fucked up about all this right yeah is the fact that we moved so fast for covid shut everything down we and then like nothing happens you know in comparison to gun reform yes in comparison to gun reform i mean yeah okay get it sorry not not to say it's relative by by trump standards we moved okay just in comparison to (laughs) um putting an executive order against twitter slow yes <laughs> just like what we choose yeah like that's the frustration that's the, the infuriation infuriation that's not a word is it but anyhow infuriating yeah that's what's infuriating is is what we decide to move fast on what we can legislate and seem yeah. to like get done within a couple of weeks or hours yeah i, I it's think like it's clear that we can get shit done oh, but yeah. we just refuse to get it done in certain areas infuriating is a very good word for 2020 yeah, yeah. i feel like that is a like a good way to encapsulate just like the overall feeling for this year as a u.s citizen who has empathy and cares about other human beings that live in the country and around the world is just like holy fuck the level of incompetence that you see on a national stage every single day is infuriating and bewildering and then the kind of like reactions of people that now have like again similar to the 2016 elections come out of the woodworks where you're like oh that's an opinion people still have like obviously i think anybody who is really surprised by the counter protesters and people who are promoting like really vocally promoting all lives matter and are vocally against like essentially anyone trying to condemn police brutality in america that never went away yeah but i think it is a surprise to me at least personally to see how large that percentage of the population still is and then same thing with like covid how amazing is it that there's such a large percentage of the population they're like well i'd rather get a haircut and see my grandpa die than like not be able to i don't know go to my favorite restaurant for two months yeah and obviously people are struggling like you lost a business yeah and you know like people have been out of work people are 
really like there's tons of stuff but just like the lack of empathy is so ridiculously infuriating yeah yeah it really is it's it's that echo chamber too that i think i mean I've, i've brought it up several times over the past week but it's so easy to think that your social circle and your social media is representative of the rest of the world and it's it's been extremely enlightening to go down avenues that are not like the normal avenues and like go follow follow some hate down on Instagram that mm-hmm. takes you to the opposite point of view and then to read all of the people that are the echo chamber for the opposite side yeah. and that's been super infuriating and super enlightening um because it's it's so like I, I only have, like, 4,000 people following me on Instagram. I Only? Yeah, only. Tell yourself, sure. <laughs> but I can post anti-Trump stuff on my Instagram. No one has said a word to me. Mm-hmm. I can post Black Lives Matter stuff. No one has said a word to me. That means my social media is full of either people who agree with me or people who don't care enough to tell me I'm wrong. That's 4,000 people, and nobody's said, like, that is just so mind-boggling to me of how much of an echo chamber Mm. that social media is, and that it, I wasn't really, I guess I wasn't aware of how, like, privileged I am to live in this kind of bubble of intelligence, and this bubble of, like, people who agree with what I think. Like, I go to my, my everyday life. I'm an engineer. The people at my job, the dumbest person there is probably smarter than average human intelligence. Then <laughs> I just like well, wanted to, to laugh at that. And then, and then our so, like, like, then our social circles, like parkour people in general, are pretty well aware. Like at least the ones that I interact with are I'd aware. The they're intelligent. Yeah, they're they know what's going on. And so then to kind of branch out from that to find the people that have the opposing side and then the people that are just the saying... The bleach drinking community. The bleach drinking community. <laughs> the, the bleach people... drinking community? <laughs> yeah, it's only one letter different They're going to go fast. Yeah. 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 They're not going to last. I'm, I'm part I of I don't feel like the bleach drinkers are going to have much staying power, but... <laughs> yeah, well, it's like... It's the people that are intelligent enough to go start doing research, but not logical enough to realize that the rabbit hole they just went down that makes oh, Black Lives Matter is a conspiracy theory. Racism is conspiracy. George Floyd was a... Pla- like, you're not intelligent enough to realize that this rabbit hole you went down is total bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that is the one that blows my mind. Well, to echo um, something I know Kira mentioned last time we talked sort of about this. She's not here, but... It's just like there's so much... There's different kinds of intelligence, right? Yeah. That's kind of the issue, I think, is like somebody... Like, I don't have the intelligence that these engineers have, that's for sure. Yep. Um, I might have more social intelligence. That's up for debate. That is, that's up that for is debate. not up for debate. <laughs> but, you know, like, I see it even in my old man and stuff like that, you know? Just, like, there's there's gaps where I'm just like, oh, man, like, you're so yeah. smart. Like, he's really good with business. Like, obviously, you're successful. The position he's in, I admire him for certain categories. And then there's other ones where I'm just like, I cannot borrow from you in that domain or I will <laughs> fuck my life up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you should actually look to me for some help on some yeah. of these things. That's yeah. like parkour 
I think you see it in a reflection, like in parkour to not go too deep into this rabbit hole because otherwise we'll just oh, yeah. not talk about anything else. <laughs> but it's like the people who will do the like Edo portal, spend like $1,800, invest in all this crazy stuff because they're like, this is what's going to take me to the next level. And then they just assume that because they put the time in, all the information is validated. And it's like, well, you you researched it and you put all that time in, but it doesn't mean you researched the right thing. <laughs> like you didn't validate it and you had no filter. And it's like, you if you don't have a good filter for bullshit, then you can put in hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of totally useless work and feel like, well, I'm a master, but like you're just a master of bullshit basically. Like yeah. <laughs> you didn't learn anything that applies to the reality that you like want to be affecting with your movement or like with your political views, whatever it is. Totally. I did have a conversation with my mom. Mm. She had a, I was very proud of her for, we just had, it was, we talked for like 45 minutes and I was a little bit hesitant about this conversation. Um, and she basically brought it up and said, I realized this week and my mom's a full grown adult. She's, I'd hope so. She's retired. <laughs> like she has a retired, like she's a child. <laughs> she bench, she Benjamin Button. Actually, is a bench. <laughs> My mom's <But>, Ben Camina. Camina <laughs> Button. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, she opened with, "You know what I realized this week? I realized I have no idea what it's like to be black in America." And I was just like, "Look Damn. at you, mom. Look at you becoming woke." Yeah. Like you're you're Word. you're figuring it out. And I thought that was that was really <laughs> yeah. cool. Like. She is part of the older generation. She's, yeah. and we ended up having like a pretty good conversation and she brought up a lot of the counterpoints that a lot of people are making. Like, oh, well, there's, there's black people that have been successful. What do, why, what do you mean that there's like, there's all these like gates in the way, bias. Oh, systematic yeah. biases. And we talked about mm. that for a while. And like, she was like very open to hearing hearing the conversation and hearing where it goes. And she's like, well, it's kind of like being a woman. And I was like, well, here's all the ways where it's not. And gave her like, and it was just a very, it was a very interesting conversation. And basically at end, we kind of came to the conclusion where it was just like, we, we, of course, we have no idea what it's like, but we have to do everything that we can possibly do to make this whole situation better and more equal. And we're still having this conversation. Dude, you were so yeah. stoked after I that. Was, she came home and was like, I'm really proud of my mom. I was like, nice, I was, I was so proud mom. of her. I was not sure how that conversation was going to go. And it, it went really, really well. Mad right respect on. for Mama Pretty. Dietrich. Okay, topic change, because otherwise we're rolling downhill yeah, quick. I mean, yeah, what do you want? I don't know. I have nothing. Well, this is a problem. <laughs> so we've been having a great time training together. Really, it's been really nice to uh, really yeah the, that we are now getting out of the woods of at least the pandemic. You know, and it's <laughs> like maybe not. You guys are like, yeah. I mean, hey, here's the thing. No, we got out of the the first woods. Yeah, yeah, and then everybody's like sick. Time to like plant some stuff here and just chill and have a picnic and then it's like <laughs> it's like the woods in the second lord of the rings that move and like start to encroach <laughs> on the orcs i think that's what happened we're like oh those woods are like 100 feet away we're chilling yeah and then we look back and the trees are like on our back you're like oh shit <laughs> yeah. i guess the whole black lives matter just put it in perspective so it just feels like it's a little bit more it's distant. just not as in yeah. the forefront of our minds yeah for sure but like so at least we're getting to 
I mean, we're all young and healthy and yeah. You know, and we cetera, also cetera. haven't really been training with more people than the people I that got... are currently here. Like we're not doing a ton <laughs> it's of. It's true. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's been nice to just emerge, I guess, you know. Yeah. As mm-hmm. far as that goes, it's been super nice to see you guys and like just hang out and do something. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's been good. For sure. It's nice to like have we were talking about how funny it is that like you and Kira in terms of like your training mentality are pretty similar and Christine and I are like kind of similar in a lot of ways and so the dynamic between you and I and between <laughs> Kira and Steen is like really productive and we just can like meet up double date train and then we go off and do like our own thing and then Kira and Christine go off and just like come meet back an hour later it's like super great. happy it's, it's, so cool. I'm so, so stoked on it one, one tiny bit yeah no, I really enjoy it I'm bummed out that my ankle got blasted today but it's yeah all good. sorry and just tripod for the next few weeks yeah 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 make sure you make those crutches a little taller because i'm a little short and i like the donkeys whatever <laughs> what is it like i don't even know what? <laughs> hey i was like i just saying because you can mule kick like you push uh, off okay. of that and just you know yes but they're set for someone who's it's not five. really a donkey i was thinking of like <laughs> dolly just... actually like salvador dolly painting where you're like i just want to be lanky and gotcha sticky dolly stilty Lama? The, the yeah. arm gestures reminded me of like an 80s action star that just was dual wielding. Like shooting like, guns like ooh, yeah. through the shoulders. But like dual wielding like Gatling guns somehow. Yeah. With like, or like you know, when they're in like the Millennium Falcon. I've spent at least shooting. a year of my life in crutches. I'm, I'm decent on a crutch. Yeah, you're, you're doing great. I can, we what I'm saying is I like to do the balance. Like, I can see yeah. how far Oh, and walk. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> wow, you should have just said that. I should have just said that. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've done the mic, you know? I'm, yeah. Trying to get my thoughts. We, I think we've all had a solid amount of crutch time. <laughs> how much have you, I mean, yeah, you've been. Yeah, uh, probably around to like a year total. Is that um, max? Have you had? And not really, no. Maybe wow, like showing a your month privilege. And a half. <laughs> yeah. I'm at least six months. Yeah. Like, yeah, with your broken heel too. Yeah, well, then I had forgotten, but I was actually on crutches at the end of high school because mm. I broke my ankle the day I graduated from high school. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that was great. That's wonderful. So that was that was cool. I got to walk graduation, and then I didn't walk for a while. With <laughs> same ankle as the one you broke? It recently? was, but I just like cracked it. Mm. Like not, mm. I didn't do enough damage to like do anything other than have the nice like six to eight weeks in a cast, and then move on Fair. with my life and go right back to doing everything I was doing before. That was not the case for round two, but that's okay. Yeah. My friend Chris Beeble had a similar story back in the day. Shout out Chris Beeble. He's not going to listen to this, but <laughs> and nobody knows who he is. But I want to have him on here one day. He's like an old, old friend. We would have some hilarious things to say. He broke his wrist in middle school on the last day of middle school. And we had this whole epic plan. We're like, dude, we're going to skateboard all the way from our middle school back to his house, which was miles. And we were going to hit all the spots on the way and it was just going to be the shit. And he broke his goddamn wrist doing a front handspring. A front, I don't even know how you break your wrist doing a front handspring. <laughs> he broke his wrist doing a front handspring. This is before we, like, either one of us yeah. had, knew what parkour was. Not that he ever got into it, but I was so mad at him. I was like, you fucked it up, man. Chris you fucked Beaver. up our whole summer because then we couldn't skate the whole summer. Yeah. I mean, he was my skate buddy. And that just goes to show what a shitty person I am because I was mad at him for his wrist being broken. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. But uh, everybody had one of those in middle school. In a way, he made me a parkour athlete because you know I had all this unfinished business. Wow, dedicated. This episode <laughs> is dedicated to Chris Beeble. 
<laughs> Chris Beeble, the real MVP. Chris Beeble's broken <laughs> Chris wrist. Beeble. He's a great dude. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Like we we talked about a bunch of random parkour topics. The other day, All right, here's something but... we didn't get to last night that we can just like I'm just gonna cold dive into. Yeah. Cold dive. What would be the coolest um, companies to put outside money into parkour? Oh, yeah. oh, that was a that was a good topic that we didn't hit. Well, we talked about Feiyu was starting to put money into parkour. They're sending yeah. it. Shout out Feiyu from the France, whatever. I don't know where they're based out good, of. That's a good Feu articulate shout France. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I like I like that they're doing it, even though there's a little bit of shadiness with their history with the you know the original Chinese manufacturer. Look into it. That's all I can say. But I like what they're doing. Yeah, Adidas and Park and Nike. Yeah. I would love to see get involved because that just legitimizes us. You know, even though it might fuck some people over that are trying to build bit smaller brands. Ultimately, I think if Nike or Adidas got involved, it just makes the sport so legitimized instantly. If a yeah. Nike gets involved, that now they're taking. We're all being taken much more seriously, yeah. and there's going to be big money behind a Nike sponsorship and that athlete can then start a, a grassroots business. Yeah. It, I don't use the word trickle down, but it will eventually that money will trickle more into the uh, community. Well, I also don't think, I, mean, I don't think someone like Nike coming in and being like, yeah, we're going to get behind parkour is going to somehow make people not buy store clothes. Like that's not going to be what happens. Like people are still going to go find, the grassroots stuff when yeah. they get more into the community. That's what the community's job is. And yeah. if anything, it almost would like legitimize the brands like in skating. I feel like it's like if you see some dude wearing like a Thrasher shirt mm. back in the day, that was like, oh man, he knows what's up. But then now it's just like Thrasher became such a brand name that there's no indication if you're wearing a Thrasher shirt that you know anything yeah. about skateboarding. I want to see... I want to see those brands collaborate with the smaller parkour brands. Yeah. Like, I would love to see, like, a Nike Modus line. Ooh, like, how cool yeah. would that be? be super that's sick. probably how they'll get involved, I think, initially. Because that's how, that's how skateboarding was, wasn't it? Yeah, Nike that's, skateboarding. How yeah. that's how it started SB. out. Yeah. Um, shout I, out Nike PK unofficial. And I think, yeah. Big shout. Miguel. Big shout. Dude, Miguel putting in work. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Hero. Gets me real horny, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's a tasty lad. <laughs> I want to see. I think I think we can look at a bigger scope. It's like the obvious things is like I want Nike shoes that I can train in. Mm -hmm. I want to see tech get into parkour. Mm. I want to see fucking like Sony and Canon, because like that's true. Because like Canon did work with Scott Bass, and they did that uh, store video. Store video, yeah. Like what if, what if like a team was like a fully sponsored by say Canon? Like okay, say what if store what if store was sponsored by Canon and they had a Canon logo in every one of their videos? kids are going to be buying t2i's up the fucking ass right yeah. you know like that's gonna be a because like what's the one thing that everyone does besides do parkour is make mm -hmm. videos I was, yeah so it's like really onto something there yeah if like gopro like really got into the parkour sphere like every kid's gonna be buying up a gopro yeah so it's like i would love to see tech like more involved in that sense because it's like we make stuff we use these things like there's we have equipment outside of shoes that no, not everyone needs, but people who care about the sport are going to use those types of things. Yeah. Right. Like, like GoPro also is putting like, seems like they're giving a little bit of money to some parkour athletes. Yeah. Which is great. Which is, I, yeah. I would love to just see like more involvement in that sort of sense. For sure. Like what if, what if like DJI started throwing drones and money and 
like because now they have action cameras and stuff like that like if mm-hmm. they threw like fat money at parkour everyone would stop buying gopro and start buying dji like yeah i do wonder like i think one of the main limiting things that is not as much now but back in the day it would be like when people would have like affiliate codes and stuff yeah that's like the biggest step that companies take before sponsorship if you're a major company and you're getting approached by thousands and thousands of athletes yep and you have somebody who's got an affiliate code and they're racking up like eight thousand dollars in sales a month yeah you're gonna be like oh that person's worth putting more money into in terms of sponsorship and i feel like there are athletes like um milo was i forget what the drone like the autonomous drone company is that he's Mm. always plugging but like they like Skyop or something. Sky that oh, Skyops is Kai's thing. Yeah, it's Kai's yeah, brand. Kai's thing. Okay, whatever Milo's. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's really. Cool. I'm not sure what the brand is. But... Um, but they were like throwing him some money just to like make videos and, and yeah. promote their stuff. But it's like, Skydio. Skydio, yeah. Mm. And how many parkour people then? I just like feel like the the carry through. But do you think has that's been kind of poor? In do you general. think that's? I think that's more a problem with having like a uh, platform. I, I think it's like platform and brand, but I also think there was like a stigma against like the whole selling out thing for a while, which is oh, I think we're past going past. I think we are past yeah. that for big brand, like big companies, like store, you know, like Modus, and and not big companies. Maybe that maybe using. I'm bi- like pretty biased because I am. Mm-hmm. But if like Modus started throwing ads on their videos, being like this video is sponsored by fucking whoever like yeah fuck yeah get that goddamn bag let's yeah. go mm-hmm. i totally agree i just think it's like the smaller like someone like milo i feel like there still is like a slight stigma of people being like oh man you're just like starting to get popular and already your content is like asking me to do stuff i feel like that's such a minority that's a though yeah. that's a cop out though if the content's it good it's it, good no, for sure and yeah. his content is fucking sick like yeah and it's yeah. unique and it's sick like why not yeah yeah so it's I, like, no i totally agree yeah I, what do you, is that but i think this is a genuinely interesting topic is like what is the glass ceiling that we are up against right now you know like what is mainstream as a community is like you know because i think about this often as i look at other sports and i'm like what are we going to model ourselves after and like yeah. where i don't want to have a diluted sense of like how important parkour is either like i don't want to like shit on us i think we have to keep pumping it up and yeah. like doing everything mm-hmm. we can to grow the community at the same time i'm like it you know, there's not everything that not everything gets to be the UFC. Not, yeah, yeah. not we may not get to the place where our athletes are getting paid tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of million dollars to do to do yeah, something. Yeah, but I don't think that's but, like really what we're worried about at the moment. No, so. I don't think that's what we're worried about. But I know there's a that's all I'm saying is there's a spectrum, and I'm like, where where do we lie, and how can we grow into like our most mature right evolution okay. of of you know what we get paid and why we get paid. I have some thoughts, please. Um, the mainstream still thinks that Parker's a fad. Mm. Um, I think that I don't know if we really need to convince brands that we that we are legitimate. I think that it's going to be done through uh, more growth online. So I think stores done more good for parkour than probably anyone has in the last like few years to legitimize the sport because like people just know them now. Mm-hmm. Like we got they we ran into one to national grocers on the way home and. The guy at the counter knew store and asked what breach was. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like, like they're huge. They're huge. They're think of like any creator that you follow on the internet. More often than not, they're bigger than that creator. Yeah. Like, and that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so more instances of that, I think, will really help legitimize the sport. I don't think we have to be like, 
we did this competition and now it's legitimate. You know, I think it's more of like a, we kind of kind of Trojan horse ourselves through like YouTube and shit, I think is really where it's going to have to be. And then once that audience is there, anyone that has like a big enough audience, brands will look at and brands will work with. Um, and I think it's just getting yourself in those positions to make those in that. And the brand deals are more just to help like if say a store is making a living, then that like sort of like what we were talking about with like the rock climbing community like once that money starts coming in from the outside and trickles in they'll start making more stuff that helps the community hopefully mm-hmm. um but if you just see more of those instances that'll help kind of like raise that bar and then like you know some of those top people can um be making a good amount of money create opportunities for other people to make money and then that'll just like keep it'll kind of just like keep boosting us up i think it's kind of a that's how i see it in my head at least I think the only like weak link there is the and this is a problem that we have with like gyms especially is the carryover from getting the person who's interested and is willing to even like go to a parkour gym for the first time to keeping that person interested in the sport for more than like a couple weeks because I don't think they're so like climbing is definitely mm-hmm. something that I look at in terms of like demographic and kind of just like philosophy that is pretty similar to parkour but parkour is infinitely more accessible because you don't need a shit ton of money to buy shoes and mats yeah and harnesses and like all the gear that you need to go climbing and also like gym memberships it's like gyms are way cheaper to run than climbing gyms um but when you go into a climbing gym if you've never been before it's very obvious that you can spend like three hours there just going through like routes by yourself or with friends like you can meet up with people really easily because everything's like right there on the wall you don't have to think and i think like a main issue that i see that i would like see at brooklyn zoo i see at apex denver is if i like bring friends to the gym unless they've already absorbed a lot of parkour content they go to open gym you teach them for like an hour and then you're like all right man like yeah like go play and they're just like well, what do I do? And because parkour is so like, it's so self-driven and not like inherently guided in the way that like climbing can very easily be like, you're gonna just, just go up there and like only touch the red things. I think we can do that in parkour gyms mm-hmm. to make it more accessible to like that demo that's like, they might be interested if you just like got them to come back six or seven times to the point where they like had that aha moment of being like, oh my God, yeah. I get it. This jump means more than just me jumping between these two rails. This is like this whole way that I can train throughout my whole life. Um, but it can be tough to like break through that barrier. I don't think that's something that brands ever look at. Yeah. But I do think that that is an issue of like store has 6 million, almost 6 million subscribers now but how many of those people go past the point of like occasionally going outside and like doing a vault or just like watching store videos to where they're like training once in a blue moon. Okay. I think you're totally right. But, um, how many, I think it's a numbers game. Honestly, how many people go to the climbing gym, try it once and go, eh, yeah. You know? So like, I think, it's i think for you know however many people that come to the parkour gym 
and then be like, oh, like, I don't really get it. Like, take skateboarding. Mm-hmm. I think skateboarding is almost equally, if not more difficult to be like, what the fuck do I do with this thing? <laughs> you know? Um, and if you haven't seen a lot of, like, skate videos, which I think anyone that is going to get on a skateboard has probably seen at least, like, a good handful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm, like, very ignorant about most skate culture. I don't know a lot about skateboarding, but I've seen enough to be like, okay, I think I know, like, at least, like, a few things I can, like, try to figure out. And I think it's literally just exposure to the sport. Yeah. Um, I think we still have such a small reach. I think our online is doing great. Like, you can look at a lot of the metrics on how much parkour is searched, but I think it's just the time of the age. The age of the sport mm-hmm. is just still a little bit too young. I think we're still just a little bit underneath mainstream adoption. Um, but I think those... I think with that larger knowledge and general knowledge of just what parkour is um i think we're gonna see just like yeah a much higher adoption yeah do you think part of that is because like well also skateboarding you can just kind of like carry your board around and like ride around and if you're a kid like that feels cool sometimes just on its own but i'm also wondering if it's because like parkour can be sensationalized so easily to the point of like almost just like you get numb to what actual parkour looks like because you see all these like ridiculous stunts in pop culture and that becomes your reference whereas like skating or like you know like surfing they're all sensationalized in like pop culture and in film but there's like a limit whereas in parkour I feel like you're seeing people doing like 50 foot drops and when you go to a gym and you're like hey, we're going to have you balance for, like, 20 minutes, and then you're going to jump, like, four feet because you're a child with weak legs, like, <laughs> and these kids are like, I just want to be Spider-Man, like, take yeah. massive drops. I wonder how much, like, that contributes as well, yeah. if at all. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think that probably does have, I think it's, you know, it is going to contribute. I think yeah. there's no way it doesn't contribute at least a little bit, and I think that might be a problem that we have to face uniquely as parkour, but I think that surely skating had different issues that they've had to overcome yeah that yeah. are probably just as annoying well like they had like the whole negative press around like skate yeah, culture and like the exactly 90s and, and i think parkour is doing a much better job as far as creating um positive culture yeah yeah and the more content we make it's like that will eventually drown out the super ridiculous stuff to the point where people will look at that and be like that's ridiculous yeah it's like what about this the rock can't do a 40 foot one-arm cat leap off a skyscraper yeah yeah like but that kind of stuff is so common and people are just like oh yeah that's that happens like i remember i watched that movie skyscraper with my dad and he was like do you think that's possible i was like like, no no. (laughs) it's not even have you seen have you seen the image of the um movie cover that gets spread <laughs> around the trajectories, where it's like the, yeah. yeah and it's like no matter how fucking fast he went he's not making that shit he would have had yeah. to go like it was something like 70 miles an hour to like make the actual jump oh my so god good. you can't run 70 miles an hour yeah not yet oh god you guys gotta step it up step gotta get on your sprints i yeah. mean I'm, i i didn't say anything i can run at least 70 miles an hour 71 precisely 70 on a good day dude i wonder <laughs> right why like more like energy bar companies and like things like that haven't gotten into parkour yeah i'm not sure i think it's the same reason why like some of those major sports companies haven't they're just like watching Mm. and they're like i don't know if it's you know i definitely it it feels like when one company makes the leap others will follow yeah we just have to get the first big company in the door 
Um, and that's because it's kind of like I'm sure there's handshake agreements somewhere where it's just like, yeah, we've we've thought about that. We've got parkour kind of on our radar, but not we're not really. But if one company took the leap, if like Nike took the leap, yeah, Adidas yeah. is gonna follow. I feel like yeah, and I feel like. Red Bulls, Red Bulls just been like poking parkour with a stick for 10 years <laughs> if they like actually like committed to it hard yeah. I feel like that would make a gigantic difference I don't know Red Bull commits pretty hard they do like think about how much okay this just is true. because I've been to Art of Motion for yeah. so many years they probably spend no joke like I wouldn't be surprised if they spent upwards of like 4 million dollars on I mean, every Art of Motion event. Yeah. With between like televising the whole thing. Like when they're in Santorini, they like rented out essentially the half of the town. Yeah. Like you're getting everybody there, paying for everything, doing all the media promotion. It was televised around all of Greece. All these other like things that go into it, getting insurance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they've done that for over a decade. So I feel like yeah. Red Bull, and you look at like other sports, and it's not like they're throwing tons of money at other sports that have similar followings. Like there totally. are some place, there's some places where they've definitely thrown like way, way, way more money. Yeah. But I've actually been really impressed with what Red Bull's done, especially cause they got so much hate from the community they right did, off the yeah. bat. And they were like, whatever, we're just going to like keep doing it. Yeah. And then like 13 years later, they're literally the only major company that is still invested in parkour. That's true. Like, like yeah. K-Swiss, I'll, I'll... K-Swiss dropped out, like all these yeah. companies that, like G Shock, although they just did a thing with, but there were like a bunch of like different random companies. Yeah, in it's the hard beginning. to know where we sit with like, because Red Bull has their hand in so many different things. Like they yeah. have MTB, like mountain bike downhill racing, and they have their own Crankworks event. Like some They've of them, they have like tears. They have the Flutog or whatever, like weird <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. But like, we don't see like Monster jumping in yet, and I yeah. think like there must be something there where we're just. We haven't breached a because oh, that's when I think it's I think it's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And I'll rescind my what I said about Red Bull earlier and like caveat it. Red Bull US needs that's, to step yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's ah. what needs to happen. Yeah, that's very true. That's yes. like that's the big thing. Like yeah, just, Red Bull has done a lot, but I think until the United States branch of Red Bull steps in, like that's why I feel like it's poking it with a stick because yeah. I feel like for a lot of those other sports, Red Bull US actually is like yeah we'll fucking do it. But then mm. it's like, except for the one series in 2011, 2010, Run like the, the Detroit, um, yeah, yeah, 2011. Like that's the only U.S. Red Bull event that's ever happened. Wonder, Which is also because it's just a small market. It yeah. was for a long time. I don't think it is anymore. It was a smaller market in yeah. America than than and in I think, Europe. And I think, obviously, there's a lot of um, strategy that has to go. To, like, there's so much work that goes into that one thing. But I think there's a more I would rather see seven smaller Red Bull events throughout the parkour season than one really big, like, Red Bull Art Emotion yeah. once a year. I think that would make a bigger impact. Yeah. Or just have somebody sponsor SPL, which that really too. would be like, That's, SPL essentially has created the best competitive format. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we would love money from anyone that doesn't <laughs> suck, and no one's taking advantage of it. Like, yeah. literally, someone could just be like, hey, Renee, Tom... Here's like two hundred thousand dollars to do with as you will, and they'd be like, "Throw your name on everything." We, you know, exactly. I don't think we're we're going to call it the Year Brands Games <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think they would. I mean, I, they wouldn't sell out. Like they wouldn't allow no, anything important but, to change about the comp. No, they, I know they would but, never be like, 
let's change the integrity of this. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's it, like, who cares if it's called the fucking Dell PC? Well, <laughs> I think they probably do care. Ultimately, they want that IP yeah, maintained, yeah, right? Ownership, yeah. Like, sure. Otherwise, then it could just get... But if it no, was totally. the Origins Pro Parkour yeah. Championships brought to you by yeah. Sony, yeah. Yeah. like they're not going to be... Yeah. I don't think they would turn down a I do not either, yeah. Contribution. I do want to rescind my big big brands because i don't know what it is i forget about red bull red yeah. bull has, that's a very good point red bull has been involved for a very long and time the long time is what's really crazy it's you know mm. yeah what, i 100 13 almost 14 years yeah i it's so really cool i talked with nico um we'll check this was a couple months ago when i was researching an article that, that i was writing about like the history of competition yeah because i know he's he was one of the first people to have contact with red bull and the way that Art of Motion became a thing, which I love, because people were like, oh, you know, like big brands, they know all about it. And like, they're watching parkour. And from everything I've ever heard, like KO also like for a long time was talking with Under Armour about like trying to get Under Armour to come in. And there were like pretty serious negotiations where they were like, yeah, we might be down to like put in $2 million to like improve your shoes so they don't suck and throw money in it. Every single time that happens, people in the parkour community are like, oh, they have to be watching. And every company's like, oh, yeah, like we knew what it was, but whatever. Like yeah. there, there literally has never been a time that I've heard where they were like, yeah, we've been waiting for this moment <laughs> for you to approach well, us. They're definitely not waiting for yeah, I don't think they're waiting people for a... to approach. Like yeah. it's it's going to be sitting in the sidelines. Like, I mean, we get, we get this with my company in, in aerospace. Mm. Like we have our one contract and we have stuff once that one thing is successful there's six contracts lined up behind it yeah but mm -hmm. these people aren't going to throw money until this one works yeah and that's, that's what everyone's waiting for everyone's yeah. waiting for the one to work to then have like yeah people hey yeah let's we're in too we know yeah. you can do it we know you can perform we know that you're going to represent our brand well so we want we want in too yeah well and then so with the to finish that rebel story before i forget about it Basically, like Nico and his friends, thinking Red Bull like knew all about parkour and were really interested, hit him up and they were like, "Hey, we'd like you to sponsor our group." And they were like, "Oh, a parkour group? Well, we don't actually like sponsor any groups for sports, but we do sponsor individuals or events." And then they were just like, "Hey, so like, want to sponsor a competition in Vienna?" And Red Bull was like, "Yeah, okay." And that's literally how Art of Motion started. That's it was crazy. like they just fully approached them. And they were like, got denied. And then they were like, well, what if you try this? And then Red Bull's like, yeah, I guess we got some money. We could do that. And I think that that's a big reason also why it hasn't transitioned as much to the U.S. is because the whole core team that started it yeah. was like essentially the, the Vienna parkour community. Well, the, yeah. And I feel like it might be the case where if someone in the U.S. had been like, hey, Red Bull U.S., want to sponsor an event? They'd be like, eh. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Maybe they would have. Like, what Who knows? can we do to, what can we do more as a community, I guess, to create that, like, proof of concept that Christine was talking about. Literally SPL. Like, yeah. The, like, that's the best, like, product that's out there right now for people to be like, oh, yeah, that shit's, they're doing it, mm -hmm. in I my opinion. Like, I feel like it's SP, SPL is, is a huge one. I think the other one is we just have to be okay with getting told no. Like, it's just yeah, got to be more people with platforms that are arguably big enough it's like trying to, to collaborate. Just say, hey, I'm willing to I'm willing to collaborate with you on this. You throw me 200 bucks, I'll do this thing and yeah. grow it from there. 
into like it has to be more people and I'm I'm preaching this but I don't <laughs> do this more people that are willing to approach companies and be turned down and I mean, be willing to start like kind of small too like you're not going to get yeah. your 3 million dollar competition deal you know <laughs> yeah, off yeah. day 1 you know maybe like do like a few like sponsored projects and then be like yeah now we have this good relationship and you've yeah. shown that like I can provide value and then like go from there yeah like Ryu and Strike were good examples of that with like SPL and Origins where yeah, like exactly. they were putting in some support and stuff it's like, just interesting because I do feel like the proof of concept like store is a great proof of concept where, like, absolutely these, they've literally they mm. have an insane amount of followers they have a ton of engagement they have like a very adamant <clears throat> fan base and obviously like they're getting jobs but it hasn't been and maybe I, maybe they are like working on stuff that's just like gotten sidelined by covid i would be yeah. curious how much and i have never asked any of the guys but how much of the stuff that they do is stuff they went after or if it was all stuff that not all but mostly stuff that got they got approached with like i don't know if they've if they're actively reaching out to to jobs and to companies and doing any of that because they don't really need to yeah. Is the other side of it, like they—they're yeah, also busy. I bet yeah. mostly they, they got reached out to. I know six underground. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, six underground was just Michael Bay being like, yeah. "Oh, sick! Yeah, let's hit those guys they're up. Like, Fucking email those guys. Go." Yeah. So well, it's, the landscape's changing too, right? Like that this this concept of six underground, like wanting to, like they are just like okay, that that those dudes have six million followers or roughly, yeah. and so we know we're gonna pull in an audience. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the game's changing. Like, there's you become superstar brands, and you're getting like involved in that way. Yeah, I think like, like you said, the proof of concept. We don't know if it'll be maybe competition as a proof of concept, or like this kind of brotherhood of videos, or like a amalgamation of like people. I think the flip like Z and um, mm-hmm. Eric and Pasha House is kind of like the other sort of interesting model that's developing of just like, like the day, MTV vlog. real world yeah it's like a real parkour. world it's like <laughs> interesting yeah. like how that's the happening parkour hype house yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like I mean I don't I, I like I think it's just like alright there's another avenue like yeah. you can you can ex- expand into that I just want to know how like and I just want to ask them like do you guys have sore throats from literally just screaming at every <laughs> flip that gets landed like I they do the some of the sickest <laughs> stuff but the it's a full like full squad hype every time everyone lands anything and i'm just yeah. so impressed like oh man z's vlogs are pretty sick i'd never seen any of his vlogs mm. and i watched, I watched couple, actually i watched a couple and i was really impressed i was like oh these are dope because i like i follow all of them on instagram mm-hmm. um i actually watched his knee one that was the first one that i watched because i was wanted to know he got me with the clickbait like i wanted to know <laughs> what why happened? he could never flip again yeah, or I'm not. I'm not does, flipping again. And we got like he does a good job. Dom is another like example of someone who's really doing yeah another avenue that like a lot of us really want to see work. It was just like an individual who can just change the game like through his movement, yeah. through his innovations in um, savagery. In savagery, <laughs> and it's very like particular. It's like okay, I guess the kind of savagery you need, yeah. which is the same same thing for skateboarding. A lot like of the Jaws. big skateboarders, he's really a like, lot of them are like that. You know, yeah. Jaws, Chris Joslin, uh, even Nija, even mm-hmm. uh, Nija and him actually have a lot of parallels because everyone talks shit on Nija's skateboarding. It's not like smooth or clean, yeah, yeah. but you can't deny what's happening. Yeah, and I think Dom a lot of 
like his journey's been like people going, they're That's not doing it fair. good, but like it's just like, but he's doing that and that. And, and I so, think what's what's great about Dom's movement is like it is, and this is not like I don't I feel like it's gonna come off as like talking down on his movement but it's totally not mm-hmm. it's really easily digestible by someone who doesn't do parkour yeah, yeah. he front yes. flips off a 20 foot 28 foot fucking bridge Dude, like my it's entire you go, all my oh, coworkers shit. at the coffee shop follow dom yeah. yeah and they'll literally come into me and they'll be like dude what did dom tomato do the other day like do you yeah. see this and i'm like yeah i do like he comments on all christine stuff like, <laughs> yeah he's like also dude dom's the homie man he's he is like he is really he is awesome. one of my biggest cheerleaders <laughs> he's for sure he's like yeah. the perfect example of like the hero that the parkour community needs <laughs> yeah in the sense that he has this skill set and he has this platform that he just has worked really hard to build because he's also like putting out vlogs editing super hard constantly yeah. training like a Friggin' madman. He's overcome like some fucking he's serious injuries. He's overcome some gnarly injuries. He's taking all these hits, and he's like really engaged in the international community. And he's not an asshole. And he's using like his platform to work with brands and cares about that, and like mm. is doing it in a way that does benefit the community as a whole. Yeah. Which I think is like the other thing is that a lot of people who would be good at doing that don't have the platform or are like too self conscious. Or just are not interested in like promoting themselves and trying to get this like work. And like, yeah. I mean, the store guys are a great example. Like, they, if I were them, I know that if I had six million people following me for just training, I'm like, I just wanna train. I'm already doing everything I wanna mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And I'm not liable. Like, I have no responsibility for like single handedly pulling up the financial like struggle that the parkour community is in. <laughs> at like the expense of maybe like my personal enjoyment of the thing I love the most. Totally. But there are a couple people and Pasha, I think is like another one. Um, even though he kind of like walks like a line with movement and action, kind of like comedy and all these other things, Mm -hmm. but he's another person that's like got a personality that's marketable and is willing to market himself. Yeah, that's fine. And he's not doing it in a way that's like Devin super tramp cringe, you know, (laughs) like he's doing it in a way that will like, build the community and build kind of people outside the community their respect for parkour as like a sport yeah it's it's like oh that was weird and i'm laughing but also like holy fuck he almost knocked his head on the edge of a pool really hard and like did a double flip and can't you know (laughs) just wild shenanigans yeah absolutely and i think bopping back a little bit i think that um at least in the near term um the support from outside brands is going to come to content creators and online first before we get really big movements on the event side because of the you literally can't reach enough unless we unless we specifically get a deal with espn Mm -hmm. we can't reach as many people with a competition as we can with um online videos like like store alone is rivaling many tv channels yeah like if you have five million people that watch your channel on tv you are successful most times yeah like yeah they did do the aurora games on uh yeah on espn yeah that had a parkour comp involved in it that was cool i didn't see that that's crazy um it was a women's women's sports festival Mm. and so it was it was very exhibitiony it wasn't like a traditional comp in the sense of like this is a parkour competition. It was very, it was a comp style exhibition. 
Yeah. Um, and effectively, it was they did all kinds of sports. They had like basketball, they had gymnastics, and they had like hockey and tennis and all kinds of stuff. And they, the person who was running the gymnastics portion of it, was like, "Hey, there's this other thing that isn't gymnastics, but it's really cool, and I want to do something with the women in this sport too." And so she actually took part of the gymnastics section of the whole ESPN broadcast and gave it to parkour. Oh, nice. And so she worked, yeah, so shout out to that conversation. She worked with Hendo, with Mm -hmm. um, Joe Hendo, and he, he reached out to a couple people. He got the athletes and it was America versus the world, basically. Um, The Americas. The Americas versus Mm -hmm. the rest of the world. Um, So it had North and South America versus everybody else. Um, As per usual. As per usual. Um, and it was really cool. It was like 2v2, like there were two people on each team and it was a cool little comp, but it was aired on ESPN. And yeah. I had coworkers come to me and they're like, hey, we saw you on the Aurora Games. That's I was judging. sick. Mm. And it was like, that's epic. then like I had one of my coworkers was like, yeah, my mom watched this and she was called, she called me up and asked me which one you were. And I was like, I don't, I don't have the TV. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> which one you were. <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, but like my college roommate <laughs> happened to just be watching this oh, event and sweet. she texted me she's like are you on tv right now and i was like oh <laughs> so that cool. was sick that that was cool like that kind of got it was only four athletes like it wasn't a a big damn deal but yeah. that was cool it was on espn yeah, yeah. it's okay. it's so like it's a really cool thing it's like any like little step closer is, yeah speaking is of progress. being on tv and being a step closer ultimate tag I was gonna ask if Chase Tag, yeah, what you feel like. Oh, and Chase like Tag. Chase Tag is done. I too. think honestly, like World Chase Tag is sick. Yeah, well, I, I think it's. I think it's, cool. I think it's, it's a really great, obviously marketable too. Yeah, I think it's a great like one degree of separation from parkour, to where you can be like, these people are essentially doing parkour movements in a different format. Mm-hmm. It's undeniably parkour stuff, but you can't just be like, well, you're like, we don't really play tag in parkour, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, I think it's the best one degree of separation we've yeah. had in parkour, because like, eh, fucking Ninja Warrior, like whatever. But um, yeah, I think I think it's really cool. And yeah. it's extremely relatable. Like, yeah. everyone has every you every child it. plays tag. Yeah. And you grew up and doing an adult, you remember playing tag. Even though they were like, you can't play tag in school because it's dangerous. We all play tag. <laughs> and then now you've got this sport that people can very easily understand. And that's like the rules are so simple. That guy's trying to get that guy. Yeah. Go, Go tag them. Like it's it's fast. It's cool. Like yeah. And like the highlight reel. Like if you go on YouTube, there's one of the videos that Tavon shared, and it's like got like 40 million views. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is it's not people shitting on adults playing tag, which I feel like the comments were initially. Yeah. The top comments are like mostly people who are just like, damn, that's sick. Like yeah. in various weight, like levels of hilarity. Essentially, what they're saying is like these dudes are hella athletic, and this is pretty ridiculous, but also really cool. And I want more. It's, and I feel like it rides such a weird line. People be like, "Wait, adults playing tag? This is kind of dumb." And they're watching like, "But it's kind of fucking sick." Yeah, well, <laughs> but and it's kind of like weird, but it's kind of sick. And like, is yeah. trying to like definitely, I think, ride that line too. Yeah, I haven't watched anything yeah. other than the first episode. Yeah, I watched the first so, episode. It was exactly what I expected, which yeah. was just like it's TV. Reality it's not really a version. competition. It's not really parkour at all. But it's 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 gonna put parkour athletes 
in front of people and make people realize that if you want skills like people that win this show or this game, yeah, yeah. then yeah. parkour is a good yeah. thing to be doing. Yeah, it's like, is it cringy? Yes, but in the same way that like American Gladiator was cringy and that, Ninja Warrior and Ninja like... Warrior's cringy and how freaking cool is it that our friends are on a prime time like show? Yeah, like that's Super so cool. sick. And the fact that like we personally know those people well, that I, are oh, yeah. per, that that just are out here being like, of course they're being characters, like that's it's a show. Yeah, but at the same time like you know they didn't want to lose so because they all have egos like you know they don't want to look like an idiot so they're gonna they're trying hard yeah which is cool like i yeah i only saw the first episode really but what i like about it is like ninja warrior they're both like i i, I mean i can't watch these kinds of television shows yeah, they're not yeah. for me they're for family yeah. you know at, evenings after dinner or whatever like you know maybe if i have kids i'll be like all right i'll be into it again yeah you know but it's it's more catered to parkour strengths and like abilities mm -hmm. than than is uh ultimate Beastmaster or the ninja, the ninja warrior which is going to cater to climbing the mm -hmm. climbing well, community also it's not ashamed of parkour people being in it where ninja warrior did literally everything they could mm. to hide the fact that parkour people did well yeah. including the point including to the point where like they told people like Elliot hall who had massive followings on ninja warrior and were incredibly successful like hey you can no longer say you do parkour on the show and you have to make up other shit that explains your skill. <laughs> and he was like, cool, I'm not going to be on the show anymore because you guys are yeah. like yeah. assholes. And they, like he posted their sub new submission forms at one point. And it was like, what do you do like as a physical hobby? If parkour, what else do you do? What do you do for a job? If parkour, what else do you do? Nothing else, like literally just parkour. And it was like, how can we avoid giving any credit to this sport that like you were on Ninja Warrior with the fastest time for like there are a lot of parkour athletes like Levi Muenberg pretty mm. much single-handedly brought Ninja Warrior to the US from Japan when it was Sasuke oh, yeah. like he was the first major American dude yeah. to become like an icon on G4 mm -hmm. and then they were like oh this actually could be a thing and now it's this massive industry yeah. yeah, and they were like ashamed to talk about parkour. And the cool thing in, for me in Ultimate Tag was like, he does parkour, she does parkour. Yeah. They're a badass parkour athlete. And that then I was like, martial arts. Exactly. oh, everything else is really cringy, but like, <laughs> at least you are giving them credit for doing parkour. Yeah, <laughs> and I think for better or yeah. for worse, like. It's and there. obviously, I think the the some of the big differences there is that like I think parkour is involved all the way to the top as yeah. far as production goes. Because Corey, yeah, is, like the producer. exactly. Oh, yeah. And um, so it's like, why would he be like, yeah. oh, don't talk about it. Like, yeah. But then also like, whereas Ninja Warrior saw how it could become an industry, I don't think Ultimate Tag can do that. So there's like, what monetary loss are they gonna take if they're like, oh, parkour athletes are good at this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know? I am so not looking forward to people asking me when I'm gonna be on Ultimate Tag. Uh, that yeah. is, that that's is not even my... my gripe. My gripe with it is that we have to, cater to the cringe i guess i just don't understand like because again i'm not maybe if i have young kids i think i yeah. might understand at a deeper level of like why we want this kind of like fluffy bullshit and like people not really being genuine they're just kind of like i'm there yeah you know and just like fine i get it but i just and actually they're doing the hard work like because i can't do that so yeah. i like i i really respect everyone that was on that show because 
they're willing to do kind of something that I think is cringeworthy, but like I'm not going to shame them for it because basically I just it's kind of like an ego thing. I just don't want to look that dumb in my opinion, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like yeah. I don't want to be selling myself to like the masses. I wouldn't say it's dumb, but it's just you know what I mean. It's I don't just know. not you. I don't want to be shitty. I'm just like, saying you're like, willing to put yourself out there and just talk off the top of your head on a podcast for two hours. I'm, yeah, that's how I'm and, willing to look dumb and say I things. Look where you're like, as, that was <laughs> fucking stupid. Looking yeah, back two exactly. years ago, and I'm yeah. the same. We all way, look but, dumb our own way. Yeah, and we all are like carrying a torch of like ignorance. And it's like what hill are you willing to die your like, dumbass on? We're yeah. blazing the trail. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I, I'm at least their dumbasses died on the hill. It's paying them like probably tens of thousands of dollars. We're doing it for free. Exactly. Out of here on drop. No, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I was willing to just be an asshole on the, on the mic, you know, early on. Yeah, and, yeah. And now we have like a lot better content and yeah. more people having podcasts, which and conversations. And I don't, I don't know if I've helped do anything to please that trail but i think that we all yes. have to like carry the torch a little bit of the way and i and think it's just kind of like you're always gonna look like an asshole when you're doing it because you're doing something different yeah and so I, I admire everyone that does anything with that show because of you know for me it's like i can't do that that's awesome that they can and i think one of my favorite things about um learning about people in the parkour community is learning how they learned about parkour how they got into parkour mm -hmm. and like especially some of the kids that are a little bit younger who came to the gym, stuff like that, like say like the 15, 16 year olds or people who got into the sport like a ways after we did, sometimes came through on like really cringe ass shit, but it made <laughs> them find parkour and like, yeah. you know, in the long run, that was what made it happen. Yeah. And so like, if you can look past like some of the cringy bits and if, you know, 10,000 more 13 year olds get into parkour over the next two years because of ultimate tag, fucking more power to them. Mm -hmm. 100%. Heck yeah! They do so, more than yeah. Well, because you you see, you know, the, Fox, what's like, what's really cool is they're like, hey, here are these here are these characters. Yeah. But then those characters <laughs> all have an Instagram following, mm. so it's people a, are gonna that are stoked on Lorena are gonna go to Lorena's page and pull up like, oh, this is Lorena. What are the other things she's done? They're gonna find Exelon. They're gonna look at that. Then they're gonna say, but everywhere is plugs of like, I do parkour. They're gonna see her parkour videos. Same yeah. with Sydney. Same with Corbin. Like. Someone's gonna go see Sydney on this show, and then go to her page and just be like, "Holy gajoli, I can go do that!" And it's especially powerful to me to look at like, there's badass women on this show. Yeah. Yes, they're characters. Yeah. It's yeah. the but first it's major be... thing that's ever had parkour women on it on and like a national scale. And it's gonna be young girls seeing this and being like, "That's so cool. She can do that. That means I can do that yeah. because I I'm I'm like her, right? She she started." She was my age once. Yeah. I, I could go and get into parkour. Like, I could go be on a show. I could learn how to do a backflip. Like, yeah. Heck yeah. That's yeah. so cool. They're killing it. They're absolutely killing it. I feel it. like it's the equivalent of, like, do you remember in the 90s when Disney would do all the, like, really cringy, like, skate and surfing movies? And I feel like that's, like, what those industries had to deal with in, like, 1996. Yeah. But then that led to, like, things like Rocket Power, which is, like, how Nora got into skateboarding, dude. You know? Oh my god! Oh, yeah. How <laughs> fucking how fucking cool is it? Would it be if like in like eight to ten years there's like some form of like a parkour like cartoon? That'd be sweet. That'd be so sick. Brian <laughs> Brian Prince animating yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Uh, just a little like Tam. just like and Tam, yeah. Brian squad. Prince and Tam collab. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Does Tam animate too? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's her job. Oh, yeah, cool. just like some like 
silly like Cartoon Network show that's like like Phineas and Ferb, but they do parkour. <laughs> but what? then it's like as good as as good as Avatar, and then we have the best thing. Okay, ever. don't yeah. don't stretch. <laughs> <laughs> You're reaching. I'm reaching real hard. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I have to remind myself with Ultimate Tag is like yeah. imagine being like yeah one of like the Z well, Boys or just... something in 1992 and seeing yeah. people just kind of put out the cringiest shit on TV but that got an entire generation of kids who like grew up in a sport and then are now like the ones pushing the boundaries of it like into it in the first place yeah yeah it's it's so important like everything is like that everything like my whole life is like that just tripping over myself like doing things that are basically embarrassing so I can do something a little bit less embarrassing next time or a little bit more oh shit we're getting a call and our videos cut out but is that gonna we'll is that gonna cut to their it. audio out well it's okay because now we're talking yeah filling it in, yeah baby. yeah <laughs> and honestly uh, fuck those other two guys they're not even yeah. here anymore <laughs> so yeah. i might have to restart the video but this will be that's okay we what who is calling me this episode's brought to you by jort boys <laughs> <laughs> this, I thought you were just gonna like totally plug method just, so hard. But. Oh, that would be like, this, uh, just like plug like Unparalleled Online or some shit. This episode of High Job is brought to you by Method, the superior parkour podcast. <laughs> just, just, just shit on you. <laughs> Please. No, it really is. Uh, I recommend no, anyone who's in- interested in actually listening to a legitimate parkour podcast, Method has been killing it. You guys have been Okay, great. I didn't want that plug, but. <laughs> you get the thanks. plug. Appreciate you, know, you. Like like I said, my, my job was just to like fall ass backwards into <laughs> this domain first, I think. Yeah. If, if, I don't know if I'm even first, but I think like some, that's kind of been some of the story of my life. I just kind of, I'm a little bit sendy is what they call it, but I just do things and then I don't know what's going to happen. But ultimately that's a power that we all have is like whatever I you're think- not embarrassed to do a little bit more than other people. <laughs> yeah. Like you should do that because that's kind of like what you, what you can give to the world often is just being, mm-hmm. being like, that's sometimes what is unique about every, every one of us is just what we're willing to be exposed and vulnerable as. I think if you want to round that back to, um, you know, getting parkour to a higher place, it just like, if we all do a little bit of our own something that yeah. like, helps you know keep promoting parkour like that's that's how we're gonna get there so it's you know it's gonna be all of us doing like you know like you're like you know starting the podcast and like whatnot and then like max is more of someone who like is more analytical and like giving more of like a you know thoughtful and like i don't know like scientific approach to parkour which Mm -hmm. we need Mm -hmm. and then christine can you know push females when she's doing that for years and so like if everyone just like keeps pushing you shouldn't push people Oh, you're um, we having such a good yeah. Like, yeah, I was having a little moment, and you start talking about how you want to push little girls over. So sorry, I'm. <laughs> but yeah, so like you know, if everyone just keeps like committing to parkour in their own little ways, that's what's gonna make it work out for everyone in the long term. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's one of the things I really, really stand behind. It's just expanding the circle of mm-hmm. what it really means to be in parkour you yeah know? like we, yeah we all need to expand it and i i more than anyone sometimes because 
I do. I was like super into it, and so I had got like really narrow-minded about what kind of things you what could and should do in parkour. And now I've kind of like done a whole 180, and I'm just like, no, we all need to just get the pie growing bigger. And yeah, yeah. And definitely. If you don't have nice things to say, like it's fun to talk shit sometimes, but it's just we definitely need need to as like a greater community to stop like dogging on people who are not only doing parkour. Oh my god! And I think that's that needs like, to end to me. I don't think that's, that's kind of. I think over, that culture's it? like gone away, which is yeah. really cool. I, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but just the the allowing the things you've learned in parkour to grow into other ways you can contribute to society that you're also still giving back to parkour, and you're leveraging leveraging skills like leveraging videography. You've leveraged parkour to get you into the podcasting realm to get you into like the next thing like mm-hmm. find finding those avenues we need to be like as a community celebrating that and looking towards what people can do next as that's not necessarily i'm just going to jump on stuff mm. yeah like can what what content can we create what's our like what's our next step what tech are we plugging what yeah and i just want to especially like content i really want to see like just more diversity and like styles of content and stuff like that and i think this last like 12 months has been like exceptional for parkour content mm. mm-hmm. and i just want to i think we're i think we're just kind of like tip of the iceberg so totally yeah you just made me think of shower both of you guys in those last alex shower yeah he's another like he's pushing the boundary in this like i guess it's you know he's just showering so hard he's being <laughs> yeah. that individual he's like doing him so so uniquely yeah. which i really yeah. think is dope or like joel who's like and joel is like right going there. down a kind of semi-comedy but also doing cool advertisement stuff and then going down a different like yeah he's shout out to it. joel who's had tesla give him a car twice in the last like <laughs> eight months it's just so like sick. yeah keep this car for another couple weeks like, that's a major company to be yeah like having them just give you a hundred and forty thousand dollar car or something yeah. wild like, and also what a freaking nice guy yeah joel's great <laughs> yeah he's, he's super nice oh man that's probably a good place to end it we love everyone, right? Be nice Let's, to people. Yeah. Be nice to people. Do you? Yeah. Keep All making stuff. stuff. Keep growing. Do you keep want to yeah. you'd have them? Because you can't be Dom Tomato forever. No. Even he will have to parlay some of this momentum, I think. We never know. Maybe you not know, him. You know, I'm pretty Maybe not him. sure. Yeah, say if there's anything to bet against, it's not him. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm like, I can see it. You know, just 80 years old. Yeah. And he's he already got, like, running an event website with Saturday. Oh, he's yeah. already like, you know what? As if I haven't done enough. Yeah. Let me throw this in there too. Dude. What a freaking legend. Yeah. Well, oh, man. thanks for having me on. Having having everyone on. Thank you guys for being on and yeah. thanks for being in my home. Family Love podcast. you guys. Bless. <laughs> <laughs>
for you, bad boys and girls. Because I know you want it. And I think that maybe I don't even want to do the podcast sometimes. I think sometimes I just want to fuck around on the back end, you know what I'm saying? But hey. You know, that's just what I fucking want to do. I just want to, I just want to, you know, sometimes I'll just, I just want to, I just want to talk like I'm Matthew McConaughey or something like that. And sometimes I just want to tell you guys, well, thank you. Yeah, I know a little bit. I mean, I'm not sound like I'm from, I sort of sound like Bill Clinton right now or something like that, but. But you can barely even tell what's happening because my voice is just so in and out. You know, it says it barely even like registers because it's like so, like the amount of air coming out of my mouth is like so infinitesimally small that it's like doesn't even. It's like a whisper, but it's like heavy the way it comes out because it's like so open. Like I don't even know what to tell you guys, but like, <laughs> like so crazy. Oh my god. Hopefully, oh shit, I'm recording. Oh fuck. 